Hello, little lemon men. That's right. Don't think I don't know who you are, lemon men. Lemons are boys, and they're listening to my show. Guys, what's going on? Why are we doing... Why are we doing Lemon Man? Come on. You guys gotta stop with the Lemon Man thing. You wake... You, you, I see you out here. Lemon on your head. You're going around. The whole town saying, Oh yeah. Oh, you know what this could use? A little bit of lemon. Shut up. Big Lemon. Big Lemon. Trying to sell me lemons all the time. Oh. I'm a big fan of... I knocked something over on my desk. That's what that realization was. I'm a big fan of the uh, little lemon-shaped plastic bottle that you can squeeze lemon juice on anything that you want. I don't know if you guys know this about ingredients that you purchase at the store. There's not rules with them. There's sug those are just suggestions. You can put ketchup on your freaking head. Okay, so I recorded about five minutes of this other intro and then realized that I had the wrong input set uh, in Pro Tools. So I like, uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of, <laughs> I was in the middle of like a whole thing. And then I turned over and, and looked at the waveform and it was just completely flat. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> um, I'm going to attempt to do it again because it's I think it's important so it's a <clears throat> I guess it's a warm-up exercise it's a vocal exercise it's all it's a great way to just check a microphone um, instead of check one two um, it's also just a fun little mantra to say to yourself throughout the day so the first part hey motherfucker now we'll say this together hey motherfucker now one more time. Hey, motherfucker, now. That's right. Cool. Second part. Whoa, now. Hey, now. Let's try this. Whoa, now. Hey, now. Again. Whoa, now. Hey, now. All right. We're going to put those two parts together. We're going to go, hey, motherfucker, now. Whoa, now. Hey, now. Ready, go. Hey, motherfucker, now. Whoa, now. Hey, now. Let me do it slow with you. Go. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now. All right, fast again. Go. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now. And then you repeat it. But the second time you say the whole thing, you just say, hey, motherfucker, whoa. And you stop there. So it's an abbreviated version. So the whole thing goes like this. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now. Hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Do it with me. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. <laughs> and this is my gift to you free of charge go forth lemon peeps into the world and 
take this and and tell everyone about it like when jesus was like make it make the church and go tell everyone about it corinthians quote we have such a great podcast today with uh, a legend and inspiration someone straight up that i i really look up to a lot and is as a comedian and as a person um sydney adams she fucking owns uh, she's an incredible improviser and just makes me laugh so fucking much. And she's part of this improv troupe on Twitch, Everything Now. And they have the Everything Now show and it's like an interactive Twitch improv show where they take, uh, you know, suggestions from the audience and they, the audience can like decide whether it's like choose your adventure type shit. Improv. On Twitch, damn, they're such legends. And um, from the moment I met Sydney, she's just been like incredibly positive and supportive. Um, I've guessed it on on their improv show a f handful of times, and it's always just such a fucking blast. And uh, that whole crew has just been very supportive and kind, and inclusive. And uh, Sydney's just—I mean, you guys are gonna see in this interview. She's down to my lovely human being. And it was a true joy to get to talk to her. I say this in the interview, but she's someone I only spoke to at the show right before the show um, when it was in person and then on the show only when uh, things became remote. And so it was just so interesting just in terms of different types of relationships and knowing people in different ways. Um, I think about a friend in high school I had where we only knew each other. We knew each other mostly through playing music together. We would meet up a couple times a week and play for two, three hours. And, you know, we would talk a little bit before we would talk in between and a little bit after, but all that talking together is maybe 30, 40 minutes. And then there was a good, uh, hour or two of bass and drums baby <laughs> it was really fun i look back on those times fondly and i don't know where that guy is anymore but last i heard there were some pretty horrific political opinions so uh that's a big bummer anyways um motherfucking my D, D group uh i know them we've gotten to talk and hang a lot more but I am curious what the hours spent in character are versus like hanging out as ourselves. Um, it might be one to one. It might be a lot of them. I mean, we're doing a lot of chatting during the game and like we'll like comment on it out of out of game, but it's a very immersive game. You know, you get in your character, you're doing your character. And so it's really interesting, I guess, just cumulatively how you spend time with people and particularly with like a role-playing thing where it's like <laughs> motherfucker i only know you as frankie the shadow elf <laughs> um but back to my back to my new friend sydney it was cool to uh do this uh interview and, and my favorite thing happened uh 
with this podcast, which is after we stop recording, we, we continue to talk for uh, as long or longer than the podcast. But I, I love that when it like when we, we do the show and then the show's done and then we're just talking and um, it's really, really nice. And uh, it's someone I wanted to yeah get to know more and I feel like success. So hopefully our friendship continues. I'm putting pressure on you, Sydney. If you're listening, you have to be my friend now. I'm calling you out on the internet. This is a trap that I set for people to force them to give me their love and attention. And if you're listening, I got you, lemon motherfucker. <laughs> hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now, hey, motherfucker, whoa. All right, I'm gonna, let's get to the interview. It's, um, gosh, we have so much to talk about, don't we? Joe Biden's a president now, thank gosh. So much to say on that. Um, but that's for, that's for another episode. But I mean, uh, the one thing I'll say now is just like listening to the news today. It was just so nice to be like, Oh, thank God. Thank God, <laughs> thank God it's not the other guy. <laughs> the relief of that has just been washing over me. Um, anyways, I, th- th- too much to say. I, I've, I, I've gone too far. But I love you all. And this was recorded before inauguration. Uh, I think we briefly allude to like the news and the news was the storming of the Capitol. And it was like the day after and, and like it was, it honestly like hadn't really, I was still kind of wrapping my head around that. Uh, still am. And yeah, so much to say there too. But anyways, that's stuff for another time. But I just wanted to let you know that I'm thinking about that and uh, let you know when this conversation was recorded. And... I love you all, and I'll talk to you very soon. Hey, motherfucker, now, whoa, now, hey, now. All right, here's the show. Bye, I love you. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. I don't know anything. I'm just happy and sad and sad. Hey, Mackin. <laughs> How the heck are you? What's cracking, Mackin? I'm excited to talk to you because I've only ever interacted with you on the Everything Now Twitch improv show. Yeah. <laughs> you only interacted with us right before we're about to cyberbully you on the internet. <laughs> oh, either like whis- whispering quietly in person in the green room <laughs> or on... Uh, like Discord and I'm just like, uh, this po- I'll record episodes of this podcast with people either I know from my life or know more about. And it's just like, I'm just so delighted because I'm such a fan of you. And I also know so little about you. And, oh, uh, shucks. And I'm just... Yeah, that's just, on I'm, purpose. <laughs> on purpose? You're, you like to, culti- to cultivate an air of mystery? I just, the less people know personally about me, the better. <laughs> yeah. Respect. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely, just, I mean, sometimes hey, I'm, I like to make people laugh, but I don't want you to know my middle name, you know, <laughs> it's just like a little too close. I'll, I'll, I'll cross that question off of my list. What is your middle name? That's <laughs> normally the first question I ask all of my guests. <laughs> 
to be fair, it is in my Instagram handle, so I'm not hiding it that well. <laughs> uh, How is your day going? It's great. Um, I went and helped my parents clean up the garage uh, because my mom knows of helping her just sort through a bunch of old stuff from me and my brother's childhoods in our family home so that they mm-hmm. could make room for more stuff. And that was, uh, it was fun. You know, that- just hanging out with my mom. Cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like nostalgic, emotional? Or uh, a little, I'm not a terribly nostalgic person. Um, my parents are very nostalgic people. So they they keep everything. All of our rooms in my, our parents' house are still fully intact. Just, just in case we ever come <laughs> yeah yeah um and i i am not nostalgic at all and my middle brother is very nostalgic he used to get sad when he found out my parents bought a new toaster or things like that so <laughs> we <laughs> this is where i made all my toast right um he, he literally he was like oh you guys got a new toast nobody checked with me <laughs> old one we're like it, we're like it broke man oh i just realized i forgot to hit record on garage band so You're i'm gonna it. hit record on garage band now Do um, your thing. yeah um <laughs> yeah uh, my thing is being bad at tech and i'm doing it baby we're, we're killing um, it. but so my middle brother came home for christmas one year and my parents said you guys have to go through our storage unit you have to decide what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep. Because if it was up to us, we right. would keep everything from your childhood. We sort will leave that past. up to you. Do it. Um, right. I had, you know, eight or so boxes. And in 15 minutes, I was like, it was like down to one. I was like, precious <laughs> childhood memory. Check it. Favorite book when I was a kid. Donate it. Like this report I worked really hard on in third grade. Get rid of it. Like didn't need any of it. And then I turned around to my older brother and I was like, okay, like, are you ready to go get lunch? And he was sitting like in between boxes of cassette tapes or like, see, no, it wasn't even cassette yeah. tapes. It was CDs. So all of this music that you now have on your <laughs> phone for free through Spotify, he's like, what? He's like, how could I possibly choose what to get rid of? <laughs> it was just like, I like couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, Jack, you live in New York City. You, you're keeping this stuff at our parents' house in California. You don't need it because you don't have room for it. <laughs> and even still, it took him an hour to get through everything. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I know. What were the things that, as someone who identifies as not nostalgic, what were the things that you... <laughs> felt like worth keeping yeah my pronouns are heart less um <laughs> and uh just kidding there's she her but um the things Respect. that i kept i like cards i have uh i i surprisingly have a lot of cards that people have written me over the years um not necessarily birthday cards from big birthdays i kept the ones from my family you know 16 18 21 Um, but I, I'm a big letter writer, Mm -hmm. so I've kept pretty much any letter any of my friends have written to me through the years and I have them in a little box and I go through them and I read them only when I'm sad. (laughs) I'm gonna, (laughs) yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Did you write, were you and your friends writing letters to each other? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big letter writer. Um, yeah, that owns. Yeah, I have I have two I have two best pals who do not live here. Um, mm. one 
was in the military just up until like last week. She finished up her four years. Whoa. And then the other lives. Yeah. The other lives in Colorado. So I just send them mail and they send mail back all the time and just, you know, see a funny. And it's been like a continuous practice for a minute. Yeah. Years and years. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's the best. You know, that's why you always keep stamps in your purse. Where am I from? I'm from Southern California. (laughs) Tight, 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 tight. I'm from I'm from Orange County. Um, Whoa, me so too. Shock, shockingly, wait, where'd you go to high school? I went to Modern Day High School. Ah, <gasps> I went to San Clemente. Hello. We probably Hello. maybe some sports happened. I don't know. Yeah, I was on ASB. I definitely was at Modern Day football games. Whoa, that's so I interesting. <laughs> maybe we crossed paths in the past. Probably. Wouldn't that be something? fascinating were you your... were you also obnoxiously school spirited in high school because that <laughs> very mel that very may well have been a catalyst for us meeting in the past i was not on asb i was uh, like you're not worth my time then. <laughs> well thanks for tuning in everyone i yeah, hope really you've fun. enjoyed the show today i i have not <laughs> no <laughs> i don't I'm know kidding. why i wasn't like i was i was a pretty like involved student um but for some reason just i was in the boy scouts i don't know if that oh are you an eagle scout are you thrifty kind courteous helpful whoa somebody knows the scouts dang honor i am indeed an eagle scout two older brothers who are eagle scouts hell yeah it is a great honor and a great shame of of my life (laughs) that i cannot escape from (laughs) show me your eagle scout card Oh shit! If I could find my wallet, I would. But I lost my <laughs> Is wallet. Is it in your wallet? Yeah, <laughs> I, it was at a certain point. I think it's, I think it's under a desk or something. What was your Eagle Scout project? I built a big desk. <laughs> yeah, baby. Son. You wanted to business. be one. Yeah, because Girl Scouts sucked, man. Scouts. I mean, so ge- like just like gendered and homophobic as all get out and conservative. Correct. But <laughs> to the I end did of time. Watch I did watch my brothers like get to do archery and hike the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. So I joined the Girl Scouts uh, falsely thinking it would be exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think I was bullied for like five years by the moms and the other girls. And I was Rough. like, I was like, when do bullied we get to go? Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah, I was bullied at Girl Scouts. Fuck that. Um, I, uh, I remember being like oh when like looking through the merit badge handbook and thinking oh there's surely there will be camping badges there will be hiking badges that'll be my stuff that's where i'll have fun and i shit you not there was a girl scout badge called watch me grow And (laughs) and you just had to you had to for a month take stock of your own body and measure your hair growth and your weight, which it's like, okay, every woman on the planet already has an eating disorder. Let's not maybe start that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just have to watch your, like, literally just take your measurements for a month. And they were like, great work. <laughs> like, what is this? Shocking. So, needless to say, I was not in the Girl Scouts for very long. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Scout- <laughs> is scouting is the strangest. I look back on it. And it's just like, because there are so many nice things where I was like, oh, I was hanging out with my dad and like yeah. team building and spending mm-hmm. time in nature. And then there's all Very of this just like, for a child. right, totally. And I think there is like a benevolent version of it. And I don't, I don't know if like other countries have different. I think it's called being a good person. <laughs> 
I think it's just, um, I think it's being born with an innate moral compass. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what other countries do. They're just good people. Whereas in America, we have to join an organization to teach us to be that way. But it always comes at a cost. It's yeah. Apparently, being a good person to the Boy Scouts also comes at the cost of like heavy appropriation of Native American culture you know? and yeah, dude. not not it's not a bright spot for scouting. But yeah. in a, I mean, in Southern California, we had we had uh, Indian princesses and Indian guides too, and yeah. that's even My that was even that. worse. So that was even worse. It, you yeah. literally just had a bunch of white kids going to camp and sleeping in teepees and being like, yay! <laughs> without gotta, teaching any of the wonderful and informative parts of native american culture yeah just a bad place man what a strange what a strange time extremely strange place you have two older brothers <laughs> i do nice. two siblings i have two older sisters okay i was like you have you have little sibling energy just like i do <laughs> you have we're finding and, a lot of parallels in our yeah, times you you have youngest, um, you have big youngest energy, which is why I yeah. think you and I have always had a wonderful rapport because we've been just ignored our whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel it has shaped no, you? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I feel my like, family. Yeah, I definitely family feel rules. like youngest sibling. I'm like in all old home movies, I'm just the biggest ham of all time. Just oh, like God, desperately me like. Me too. <laughs> I think, but I'm I'm from like a ham family. I'm from a ham family. Family, because uh, all of our all of our home videos, same way. Each of my siblings and I, who like, it goes in a sequence. So when my brother, when my middle brother was born, my oldest brother would just pop his face into every home video and be like, "Mom, mom, mom," and like you can hear my mom so tired with the camera being like, <laughs> "I see you, Nick." I see you. You're doing great. Just trying to film their new, their like newest baby. And then when I was born and my middle brother was a little bit older, then he starts being a ham. And then when my brothers were kind of off in high school or just older in general, and I started to be the center of attention, I was like, this is great. I was always like making a face or um, learning songs from musicals and making my mom film them. So yes. <laughs> what performance <Just> bad people <laughs> <laughs> what performance stuff was like in your family and how much of that was just your proclivity as a kid oh man um we're all pretty goofy my um my mom has a very very dry sarcastic snark about her and then my dad is just a big goof so we yes. we were and um we were also fortunate enough to be raised in a home where our parents truly were like, do whatever you want and we will support you. Like, we just want you to be happy. So they very much encouraged us to try everything, whether it be academics or sports or music or what have you. And we were all pretty good at school, but my oldest brother is now a playwright and a director in New York and he helps run yeah. a theater nonprofit called the Exponential Festival, which is super, super cool. And then my middle brother is this great folk musician, uh, musician, musician. Uh, his name is Jack Adams on Spotify. Hello. And then I'll I'm definitely check too. him out. Like, we, just, we were raised in a very um, loud, goofy family. So that always was just, that was kind of the only way we knew how to be. And then we were like, whoa, you can try and make a job out of this? We're probably not going to be successful, but we can try. Like, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. 
Very much so. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I did, I just wanted to be like my older brothers. They're my favorite people in the whole world. Hell yeah. Yeah. So my, my brothers both did theater and Mm -hmm. improv and they're very funny. So my whole life I was like, I just want to be as funny or perform or just be like them. So that's kind of how that, I got pushed off that (laughs) cliff, but. Were they showing you comedy and music? Um, my parents always were like, we watched a lot of Christopher Guest movies and Coen Brothers movies in our house growing up because mm. my parents love them. Watched a lot of like SNL, best of Will Ferrell DVDs. Um, oh, I remember at, renting at, those at Blockbuster yeah, with my sister. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, Fred's got bro- slacks on the boulevard. <laughs> I, lo- I like I memorized that DVD set and I tried to perform it for my friends in elementary school. Like the Spartan cheerleader sketch just truly killed me when I was a kid. I, yeah. I thought that was the funniest thing that would ever happen. And, <laughs> and then uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, of course, the classic where um, whoever's I can't even remember who's playing Sean Connery, but he just the suck it Trebek part. I remember just as a kid thinking that was the absolute peak of comedy. <laughs> There's something so pure about that too, like a kid mm-hmm. doing an impression of mm-hmm. SNL like, of people that I like. I I didn't necessarily know who Sean Connery was, like or right, what the course, jokes were. Like, this is who's Burt Reynolds. He's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That owns. Are your are your sisters also are your sisters the same way? Are they performers? Kind kind of. Like my older kind sisters the, my oldest sister was like the, we all took piano lessons and my <gasps> oldest did sister you stick Sam. With it or did your piano teacher become like a repressed hated memory? <laughs> I like we all quit. And then I like <laughs> returned to it after oh. I like got more into music. It was just he was just like a weird smelly man. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Robert. <laughs> Dude, no last name. Oh, you don't want to dox them, but like I think I his was... last name was Krunich. Looking back, okay. he was nice. And it's hold on. Why does every piano teacher have a name like that? Because <laughs> ours was. I'm so sorry. No, um, ours was. You can bleep this if you want. This can be just for us. But her name was Brenda von Gremp, and we called her Brenda von Grump because my brother, <laughs> like, because she was so mean. These are cartoon hated, villain names. <laughs> yeah, Crump and Brenda von Gremp. Are you kidding me? Let's get like. Is there a coalition? Do you get to pick a new name? Like, is it like Ellis Island, where when you become a music teacher, you just have to change your name to something like really aggressively full of consonants? I don't get it. It's funny because one of like my day job is teaching music lessons to kids, and is it really? <laughs> Mackin, will you teach me to play the piano? A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, that sounds like a fucking blast. I. I'm not oh my very goodness. Good. That's fine. I'm not either, but you're probably better than me. That sounds like a fun way to hang. I have a childlike wonder about me, so I think it'll be the same. Yeah, so I'll have to get a new name. But it is so weird to like, because I feel... No, Mr. Carroll, that'll that'll do it. Carpal. That's got enough consonants. Oh, I lost you. Oh no, Mr. Carroll, you froze. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Mr. Carroll. You're going to have to... You're gonna have to cut all this out. You moved too quickly for the computer, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm you there? Just gonna, yep, are you here? <laughs> you, I was just talking to myself, waiting for my you shit, to come back uh, on the screen. <laughs> fully failed for a while. That's that's fine. Um, 
No, I said, uh, your, your name is fine. You're Mr. Carroll. That's the perfect Carol. Constitu- or constitution, a uh, consonant riddled name for a music teacher. So I think you're it, safe. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, because I look back on that time and I was like, oh, I didn't really enjoy it, but I'm grateful yeah. for it. And then I came of back course. to it and I look back and I'm like, oh, there was some cool like musical lessons that I mm-hmm. got from that. But mm-hmm. it's and it's like weird just being like somebody's piano teacher now and just being like <laughs> a lot of these kids probably not liking what is going on. Yeah. It's like, how does it feel knowing that you're just doing your best and these kids <laughs> and these kids probably will hate the memory of what you made them do? I feel How's like it's feel? a rite of passage to hate <laughs> piano lessons. Like I feel like yeah. most of my musician friends that is a common experience of like, oh, I took piano and I quit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're just, so. you're giving back to the institution that created you. And I think that's very honorable. It is definitely a, a wild experience. <laughs> What's, um, I was going to say, who's like, who's like your most nightmare student? You don't have to use names, but. There's some, <laughs> listen, some of these kids. I'm listening. <laughs> And listening, we're having a conversation. That's how this part works. <laughs> pay, pay attention to this part. <laughs> Please don't laugh like Pete Holmes at your own podcast. Oh, that is oh, that is the most embarrassing true part of who I am as a person. <laughs> it's, it is truly the most mortifying uh, fact about me. Um, no, I bet there's much worse. <laughs> Um, (laughs) i forgot the question i did forget the question i said you have a nightmare student oh there's some fucking shits out there that's for goddamn sure (laughs) i believe it parents today horrible just like yesterday only marginally better (laughs) there are some kids it like gets emotional especially like over zoom you get a unique Mm. window into their home life and sometimes Aww. it's just like, dude, I think your dad sucks and like it's making you depressed. And I can't say that to you because I'm your piano teacher and you're eight. But like, listen, you <laughs> suck to be around, but also like I get it. <laughs> like, I think your you life think probably sucks. He has so much more sympathy for these kids now. Yeah, just oh, like no. the only thing they like is video games. Ask, like a zippy, lighthearted question. And you're like, yeah, some of these kids have a horrible home life. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. welcome to the vibe of this podcast where I bring it, <laughs> where I bring, bring it, it down. <laughs> bring it home, baby. Bring what it down your... like one of the Apollo missions. Just bring it down. What are Sorry. your days like? What do you do during the day? <laughs> um, well, uh, quarantine and COVID have obviously shifted the Heard way that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that old thing. I heard of um, this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shifted. It's shifted significantly how I spend my days. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, I no longer have a consistent nine to five. But um, did you for a minute? I did. Um, I moved to LA and I started working full time at a hotel in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. A very from very great place. Some s- Southern California to LA. Yes, yes. From I'm from San Clemente, so. Um, I was managing a restaurant in my hometown and, um, then, and I was commuting to everything now during that time. So I would, God, those, that was probably like mixed the, 
one of the better years of my life, but also one of the hardest years of my life. Um, cause Com- managing commuting. a restaurant sucks or managing, well, a managing a restaurant sucks. Damn. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's very hard, not very rewarding work, but, um, right. the people I worked with made it very much worth it. I don't think I'd ever felt like I'd found a community quite like when I worked in a restaurant. Um, that, that kind of, yeah, that kind of camaraderie is just really, uh, hard to come by as an adult, I think. And mm. it was a really, really tight knit group of people that I was very lucky to work alongside. Just the, the funniest, most driven, best people I knew. Um, and I got to learn about wine, which I had never gotten a proper education before. Um, and I had always been a little scared because it's a pretty intimidating thing to learn about. Mm-hmm. But managing a wine bar, I worked very closely with a sommelier and Whoa. got to learn extensively like about wine in a super unpretentious way. Um, nice. our, our wine buyer was just this like badass chef she was hilarious covered in tattoos and she'd always be like you want to try this wine it's super fucked up and i'd be like (laughs) yeah (laughs) like so so that was really fun and that that kind of gave me a new passion that i have taken um that i've taken with me even after that job but so i was working there full-time and i was also commuting and trying to do comedy um so i would you know open the restaurant at, at six in the morning and i'd work for like 12 hours and then jam up in two hours of LA traffic to try and make an eight o'clock show with, with everything now, or yeah. I'd, and, and, you know, when you're managing, you do everything. So it'd be like, okay, I opened as the, I opened as the general manager, but our bus boy quit. So I'm the bus boy for dinner service tonight. Like Fuck. you end up doing 16 hour days and that whole shit. Um, and so, yeah, I'd Respect. like same thing where I'd, I'd open at the restaurant and then I'd jam up to LA to do like a five minute open mic somewhere. And then I'd drive home because I was also dating someone new at the time and trying to make that work. So I'd be like, Hey, I can hang out between the hours of 10 PM and 6 AM. Does that sound cool? (laughs) um, And they were like, no, but okay. (laughs) And that is now my boyfriend of three years. So that's he. It worked. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A triumph. But, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was a lot. It was too much. So mm. I, I quit that job and I uh, got a different job up in LA that allowed me to move to Los Angeles. So that Word. was fun. Nice. Yeah. But then with COVID, got let go from there. I forgot the original question and it was, how do your days look? Um, went off on a rocket. Sorry. It's a loaded question these days. It's borderline yeah. rude. <laughs> yeah. <me> <laughs> Yeah, really fucking rude of you to ask, Megan. Uh, how many how many pairs of sweatpants do I have? No. Um, I didn't know uh, you did stand-up. That's awesome. Uh, only for a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not my chosen medium. Um, I respect the hell out of people who do it. Um, I much prefer to perform with a team or do mm-hmm. sketch. So, or, so mm-hmm. that's just... That's my chosen little zone, and it's embarrassing how much I like doing improv. So... Um, that I relate yeah, to a lot. It really is the most embarrassing form of comedy. <laughs> but uh, everyone like that doesn't these, like it, I'm yeah. like, I get it. I love You're it so like, much. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, I love it so much, but there's so goddamn much bad improv out there. So it's like, I get it, man. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna invite anyone to an improv show. It's I. Not even, and my mom and dad would come any day of the week. They'd be like, nice. "Oh, just tell us." And I'm like, "I don't think you want to come." <laughs> It is but, uh, interesting, like, shame, improv yeah. shame. <laughs> you know? Well, like, 
I think it's better that we feel improv shame because the people who don't feel improv shame are the bad improvisers. <laughs> like, I remember I I tragically attended the UCB School of Improv um, and met a lot of bad people. But they make you, for anyone who is not familiar, which they probably should be if they're listening to you, you sign up for the classes, you pay gobs of money, and then you have to attend shows to... Um, to like graduate from Mm. that section. So I would go to the shows and I like watching improv. I loved watching the house teams and stuff. People who are actually good at it, you know? Right. And I'd be standing in line and, you know, everyone else in line is also a a student at UCB. And uh, I remember I saw like the most cringe interaction that was just everything like people complain about with improv. So it was this chick in front of me, headphones on, like she's just in line trying to see the shows for the class. And this guy walks up to her like, like most teeth I'd ever seen in a mouth. And they were, they were so white and like, he was so, um, so many handsome, but he had too much camp counselor energy. So he like bounded up to her and he was like, Monica, hi, I see you're here to see the show. And she was like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, Hey, like what's going on? You having a good night? He was like, yes. And I think it's going to get better. Like, and I was just like, Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I wanted to dive in front of, into traffic in front of the celebrity center, (laughs) the Scientology celebrity center and hope they save me. Like I just, I was just like, this is, this is everything I hate. (laughs) Improv shame. It is funny because I, it is like. How'd you get an improv? What's that? Sorry, I interrupted your thought, but I want to know how you got into improv. I was on a team with Rocky in high school, and I'm. That is right. Yeah, and I want to know how right. you got. You met all those people. Um, college. Um, college. No, college. We all went to college together. We were on our college improv team, um, at Chapman University, which is now infamous for uh, various Republican reasons. Oh but, really? Um, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, it's. Uh, turns out our school is pretty right wing and we did not know at the time word <laughs> you can yeah. cut that out <laughs> um no i can uh, if you want no worries mm, uh, whatever um it is weird like i feel like every major institution yeah. that has been important to me is also incredibly problematic <laughs> in yeah ways. man like i just went there because they America. gave me a scholarship and i was yeah. like i'm transferring and i don't know what to do with my life and they were like here here's a bunch of money and i was like well oh, thank you so much um oh yeah and uh but, like, they had Ben Shapiro speak at the business school commencement, like, last year. And oh, then man. Um, one of the law professors was, like, spouting evil shit on TV last night because of the everything that happened yesterday. Um, and yeah. he was like, whoa, you should fire that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, it says right there, Chapman University law professor there who it is. might want to just yeah. slam chunk my diploma into a shredder. <laughs> No, um, I don't regret a good education, though. So everyone, if you want a good education, you should go out and seek one. So I'm supporting that. Um, oh, just a quick aside. I have but, very um, similar relationships with... Uh, I went to USC, and there's lots of... It's in the news for the wrong reasons all the correct. time. <laughs> correct. Whoa. USC. So did you know Nina and everything? Like, I know I know Nina a little bit. I met her a few times. Um, nice. But I'm more a fan of hers from afar. I wasn't yeah, me, in... Me too. Hi, Nina. <laughs> Hi, Nina. I wasn't... I, like, regretted not doing more improv in college. Like, I really wanted to audition for some of the teams, and I had some friends on the teams, and I was just, like, a fan, and I was a nerd and went to the shows. 
Um, but it was kind of like focusing on music and stuff. And the last couple of years yeah. have been like, honestly, with the Everything Now show and like Rocky oh. being gracious enough to invite me to come play with you guys has just like reminded me how much I deeply care about improv. And well, and you're so you're so goddamn funny, Mac. Thank you. Like, I know that's why you invited me here, but <laughs> that's all I needed. We're good. No, no, you just yeah, we can stop. Um, well, that no, means a lot just, because I truly, you're truly like a fucking legend. Hilarious. Oh, so it's I don't just know like about that. Well, I, I, I'm curious <laughs> about the group, and I'm curious about how you guys got together. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, it's it's just like reminded me how much I love improv, and I Aww. am currently enrolled at UCB, and it's been nice to, um like dive into like realize that I like care about this thing and that I like yeah. want to try at it and like get feedback and get funny? better at it. <laughs> Isn't it funny to be like, I love this thing yeah. so much <laughs> that I was blind to myself for a while that yeah. I didn't. And I was like, dude, all I do all day is listen to improv podcasts and try to get my friends to do bits with me. Like I should, it's getting, it's getting to the point where it's like weird that I'm not, trying at this you know yeah well you, again and you have, you're just so funny but it's it don't i mean never underestimate the power of having friends that like bring that out of you because mm. i always feel i <laughs> i'm i am very much an extrovert like i love i i'm unabashedly uh unashamed to say i i love attention like i love making people laugh i love being the cause of some kind of joy i love other people i love strangers i love that's why it was great working at a bar and managing a bar or mm. a restaurant it's both right. yeah because um, i got to talk to new people every night so it yeah. was just like oh my god my like my cup was so full but i was so tired um yeah. <laughs> and uh and i have a friend who i used to work with there who was just he was just you know like a dad in town but he was mm -hmm. so funny and we would do these bits all the time and they're bits that i've brought to everything now is like games and and some of my favorite characters that i do are the product of me just like fucking around with my coworkers yeah, at that bar like that like owns. just yeah we we played one which ones <laughs> We played one. Uh, uh, Miss uh, Miss Delano is a character that I've only brought out once on the show, but she's like the ghost of an old Hollywood starlet. Um, <laughs> and she like she was like never famous though, but she has all these stories about um, like interacting with famous people. It's she's ridiculous. But we would play this game at the bar called "The Last Time I Saw You," and this is very much a Max invention where you just have to say in your best Sean Connery impression like the last time I saw you and then you insert the other person into a historical event. So you're like, ah, oh, the last time I saw you, you were betraying Christ at the last <laughs> like, And then you just like try and like, you're like, oh, last time I saw you, you were murdering Archduke Franz Ferdinand <laughs> causing the start of World War One. Like, and you just, we would do that all night and like you'd that come ends. up to grab drinks and it'd be so busy and then you'd look up and they'd just start doing a Sean Connery impression and you were like, oh, nothing's that bad. Like, <laughs> that table's pissed, but whatever. Like, we're doing, we're we're fine over here. <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, it was the best. So like, having those friends and those people that draw that silliness out of you is such a gift. Yeah. Because it's like, it's one thing to feel like, oh, you're the funny friend in the group and you're entertaining people, which is nice. But it's another thing to have a partner in crime, in a sense, mm. to just like that, that, uh, that helps fill you instead of just like drain you, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. That's like the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around in improv right now as being tragically currently enrolled <laughs> at the UCB. <laughs> hey, we've all done it, baby. It's a random passage. <laughs> I'm like... Like a, a, somebody... Somebody, one a teacher said the other day, like, "Oh, the thing we're trying to do here is like all tell the same joke, and like just mm-hmm. that as a philosophy." I was like, "Whoa, that's so yeah. sick!" Because I feel Working like my instinct is just like little funny side comment, little funny side comment, and yeah. it's fun to get to build the thing together, you know? Yeah, and you to know. fight, it's, it's yeah, it's those moments. Of <laughs> it's those moments that actually make improv worthwhile that you see in person or when you experience it with your team, and is finding the joke together and working together so that it's almost like people ask you if you pre-planned it, and it's like, no, baby. <laughs> so how did it start? How did it start with everything now? Show tell me about the the arc of that group and um, yeah, it's very much Rocky and Alex's. Um, I am lucky enough to be a part of it, but this is the brainchild of Rocky and Alex. And um, they wanted to do it. It started with wanting to, you know, keep performing and making stuff together. Even after Mm. we all graduated college, Um, it started with Rocky and Alex and a couple of their friends um, doing a show out of their house. And the first couple iterations of it was like two characters hosting a competition show. And um, it was a lot more pre-paint pre-planned in the beginning so Mm. it was hosted by a character alex created named radical and um and uh russell was rocky's character and it was they were just kind of basically like bumbling weirdos um hosting a competition show and then it became like a panel show so every character would be presenting something but that was like a lot to ask of people who are guesting on the show to create like these really in-depth like um panel presentations basically Mm, right um but each show always had a theme so it would be like food or exercise or Mm. extreme sports and we'd kind of formulate this show around it and then julie went on and julie and chris and jake joined as like full-time cast and then Mm -hmm. i guested a couple times Mm -hmm. and we one of the first might have been the first or the second time I guessed. The second time I guessed it on the show was the first time we did what we call the character character cavalcade formats. So we've right. had you on for those where it's like there's a host character. And in this case, it was Lyft. And so it was Rocky driving the Lyft. And we just had, you know, funny, funny people coming in and out of the Lyft. And um, we all kind of turned to each other after that episode. And we were like, that was really fun. We should try and do more of that. So that started an iteration of more improv-based stuff because it right. was just they were killing themselves trying to like write these shows every week. It was so much work and it's fun. It's worth it because we have fun, but um, it was just like, God, how do we, how do we make these shows and these like, or how do they make these shows easier for people to guest on and that are not so heavy lift for them to prepare for. Right. So we started doing the character cavalcades and from them we found like the different host characters for those, I think, but like we found so many fun ones. Like we did a spelling bee one time. And so just trying to create the story around spelling bee contestants was really funny. And like this, the stuff, one of the most beloved characters from the show, a Julie Griner character came out of that episode D town, who is like a little boy leader of a gang who like, um, <laughs> who like, you know, a middle school gang um, of bullies who gets like outed as gay by the host. And, she, <laughs> and, 
and um, not that, and like is fully embracing it and is like, why would you out a child? And like, and and his name is D Town, and he's in love with his best friend Slurpee. Um, so and and people still reference that character, which is just amazing. I gotta find a clip. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, well, also, I think we have a ton, so I'll send it to you. But um, so finding those character cavalcades uh, really kind of changed the game for the show. And so we started doing, you know, job interviews. So one host character is now interviewing all these people to join a job. And that character, and then, like, of course, as we do those formats over and over, you start to build backstories for these host characters, which makes it more fun to play with them. Um, and we were doing a ton of cavalcades and uh, I joined the cast full time, um, which was still always an honor to me because I just I love making stuff with them so much. And then we we took a break. We 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 were having some trouble during quarantine because we were trying to do these remote shows. So we were like, mm-hmm. what are formats that we could do? And for anyone who doesn't know, I know I just talked about it for so long, but I am part of a five person crew that makes an interactive comedy show on Twitch. Um, so we do live stream comedy. And we take suggestions and really include the the chat and the people who are watching. And um, Mackin's been on it a lot and just kills it every time. And it's it's definitely been a creative release for all of us and something to focus on, especially during this time. So when we were all locked down, which everyone still should be, um, <laughs> like we were we were like, how do we how do we do the formats or how do we keep the spirit of the show alive when we're all in our own homes? How and long so we were, were you a full cast member of the show before lockdown? Um about a year, I would Word. say. Right. Um yeah, definitely had like a rapport and a and a place built for me. Um but so we went into lockdown and we we're like, what are what are things that we could call in and create? And so, like, we we're like, what if it's an NSA agent, uh, like peeking in on people? So that allowed us to like build a set that looked like a computer monitor with someone at it, and then the screen, you know, displayed our Zoom, like our our Zoom feed, basically. And right, we were doing characters. Right, totally. We were doing characters over Zoom, and like, and it was um, mm. it was really it was really fun, and we were like, okay. Like, embracing but, but also the like uniqueness. embracing the situation yeah. Yeah, and trying to that make the best knows. of it. Yeah. And we're going, we've taken a break because it's just, I mean, everything got bad again and we can't go into the studio and we're all kind of like the holidays are of course just a burnout for everyone, but it's true. we're working on a new iteration of the show. That's like half like live improv, half sketch. So we're like more of like a variety show. Yeah. So we would like, introduce it make it look like a late night thing um we'd get a suggestion from the audience to do an improv scene around and we build all these sets virtually so we'd take the suggestion and then we'd cut to like you if we had a friend who wanted had a bit they wanted to try or they had some songs they wanted to play that's where like the variety show element would come in so we'd Mm -hmm. be like and now mac and carol playing a song and like you'd play a song and then like we would then cut to the improv scene that we'd finally like we built out the set for because it takes so long to build those sets. We wanted to have bumpers. Oh, and so like building so in real the, time, cutting yeah, so building, between segments. Yeah, that fucking yeah, rolls. yeah. So that's kind of what we're working on now. And so we we've done pitch meetings, you know, to have like sketches where we do like running sketches through the show, or um, and those would be like pre-taped so we can just cut to them if we need to and like right. it's it's just it's been fun kind of thinking of a more palatable format because two hours of improv on the internet can be a little hard to digest twice a week like you guys are so twice a week. prolific and inspiring creatively like 
Hey, thanks. It's so <laughs> punk rock and cool, and it's I'm just like. <laughs> Like all, all of all of the tech stuff, all of the green screen, it's just like so also like doing improv on Twitch. Like what? <laughs> like yeah. I remember when I was first when I first heard about it, I was just like, what? And it's yeah. just so all of the all of the innovation and, and just the like the rigorous commitment has been from outside of it incredibly like inspirational and like has helped me in being like, dude, I, should, I gotta fucking do, I gotta go for it, you know? I gotta like, oh, sucks. <laughs> put some Thanks, more effort into my shit, you know? Well, yeah, and I think, so I think that's what, I think that's what last year taught a lot of people is what do I really like and what do I really want to focus on mm. because um, life's a little short. I think everyone got that wake-up call last year. Yeah, so I totally. have a lot of friends who, like, I personally loved that, like, everyone started making sourdough bread. I thought that was really cute that Very folks sweet. were like, oh, this is something I've always wanted to try and I've never had the opportunity to. So right. I'm stuck in my house all this time. Why not try it? I I really loved that. I really loved if there was anything positive to take out of last year. It was that I think people kind of got a reality check and they were like, oh, no, there's there's a lot of stuff I really want to mm. do with my life. So yeah. I'm going to maybe I'm going to do my best to make that a priority. Yeah. Other than comedy, were there other things that became clear in terms of what you care about or things that you want to do more of? Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, comedy is a big one in that I think me and a lot of my performer friends, yourself included, kind of like took an ego hit almost last year of being like, whoa, like I can't really do this thing right now. And that, that definitely made me very sad the whole year just cause I like, I didn't feel like myself, you know, this yeah. is something that I'd been doing since high school performing mm-hmm. like in, in front of people all yeah. the time, like um, always being in a show or going to a, going to a show or doing a, an open mic spot or an improv spot or making sketches on the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, that had been my life for as long as I can remember and right. the thing that really made me happy. So not having the same kind of access to it last year really, really was hard yeah, um, totally. for a lot, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and so that, like, I think that all clarified just, you know, to me how much I love doing this, of course. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is something I really like and I don't really see stopping. <laughs> Great, now when can I do it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but, um, I also, um, I love people and I love community and I, I, Mm. I love, um, before, before COVID hit, I was, uh, I was a big dinner party person. Mm. So I love, I love cooking for people. Um, and I love making huge elaborate deals out of things. Cause I think it's fun to have something be a big deal. Yeah. So, get into it. um, yeah. So I used to do like, I would have these, like I'd have these huge dinner parties in my, my boyfriend's tiny apartment. And like, I would just like prep for two days and I'd make like sourdough pizza dough from scratch and we'd have a pizza night and we'd like all we I'd just buy a bunch of ingredients and I'd make everyone like a little personal pizza size. And they'd like, like, they'd throw their stuff on it. We'd throw them in and like I'd be working in the restaurant industry. It's like, I'm friends with a ton of bartenders and bakers right. and, and, and things like that. So it's like, I, I, I made Thai food for everyone one yeah. night. Um, and my friends like made, um, a Thai chili salt to do like, and they brought a blender to do like 
blended lemongrass like margaritas with a Thai chili rim. Like there's just owns. like it's people like I like I I loved I go balls to the wall for like Halloween dress up days yeah. holidays like my whole life I've always taken silly stuff very seriously so th- to have friends that kind of share that same neurotic attention to detail yeah. where they're like well we're just gonna bring our blender and we made our own Thai chilies <laughs> for like Thai chili margaritas or whatever like it's like Fuck to yeah. have friends that share that same kind of sentiment I'm like fuck yeah Yeah. (laughs) so it's like i've really missed um hosting people like it's just i i really love just because i don't think people do like dinner parties really anymore uh obviously not but before that it was like kind of a lost art in a sense but entertaining Mm. people and like you know making the playlist and buying the wine that goes with the food it's like i love i love Mm. doing shit like that so much so it's i've I've really missed uh, being able to entertain like that, but um, that's so beautiful. I've, yeah, I think this last year also made me like a little quieter, like taking that time for myself to be like, oh, I'm, it's like, it's nice to like make your cup of tea and read your book at the end of the night, mm. like just kind of those quiet, more focused moments that still recharge you. Mm. But you know, everything. That's fucking anything, sick. What'd you learn from last year? What are your What are your thoughts and feelings? Uh, Definitely. Yeah, like, well, that sums it up. <laughs> I definitely loved being silly. I think part of me thought that I needed to also be serious at the like, at the same time or something, or like have mm-hmm. some sort of like. If I'm listening, I think last year just really made me value just like I love silliness, and I love mm-hmm. like sometimes I'd be listening to a silly podcast, and I'm just like, is this the equivalent of just like eating chips all the time, and like. <laughs> Maybe I should fucking try to read a book or something. And is like, is this bad for my cholesterol? <laughs> <laughs> and I think like last year I was just like, whoa, this is really important to me, and I I really do value. Um, yeah, that magnifying glass on your heart is a little harsh, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, oh, now if I don't do this thing, because I know it, I guess I'll just die. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I fucking, like, I miss shows so much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think... What's the best show you've ever seen? It can be, it can be a con... Okay, best is hard. What's no, what's one that sticks one. out? Yeah. Oh, okay. The one that sticks right. out is I saw the Postal Service by myself when I was 17 years old. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I had a fake ID and I bought a... I, like, was at this summer <laughs> camp that was literally being run by a crook, a criminal who is currently in jail. <laughs> His name is Rick Singer. He was in the news a couple of years ago. Yeah, Rick Singer. That's a you know, clearly a fake, clearly a fake name. Did so, you hear about the Varsity Blues scandal again? USC in the press for the wrong reasons. I did. So that guy was my college counselor as well. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> and he was leading this fake camp that was like a fucking sham. <laughs> Alex, was it like a summer camp or was it supposed to be like, it was uh, like a summer of business leadership? Just total fucking. Total bullshit. <laughs> How much did it cost? I I don't know, and that is also very embarrassing. But he was just <laughs> a big swindler. Anyways, we didn't do any crimes, but it was like frightening, like being like well, well, you didn't have the time. Crime. Can't do the crime if you don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a he was a shitty guy. Um, and I was like at this camp, and I was like, this sucks, and I don't want to <laughs> be here. And my favorite band is playing at the Greek, and. I'm Let's not go. supposed to leave, and then I like snuck out of the camp. 
Oh my god! And I god. like went by myself and I bought a, a beer and a, a grilled cheese sandwich. And the Postal Service was also like my first favorite band that like made me oh, want to make music. That's magic then. It was a very like, and I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna like do music and like I, I don't want to <sighs> fucking do business for what like whoever like. It was like yeah, a rejection like of things I didn't want to do, and I it was nice. It was that. a really nice night. <laughs> I love that it's a, that's like a very um, it's like a very movie seventeen moment. It like, was nice. You know, you snuck out of the camp, and you yeah. were like, and I also like that you went by yourself. I love doing shit by myself. <laughs> I, I never show by myself. Yeah, I love it's, show by myself. Sometimes it is sad. Um, but also sometimes it's nice when you don't have to like explain it or right. worry about how your friend is yeah. doing it or like if you love if you like yeah. die hard about something and you're with something that's like somebody that's just just there hanging out it's like if you're yeah. having a different experience it can be anxious it's very um it's very emotionally naked yes. <laughs> like I remember I took <laughs> I took my boyfriend to see so I really love the Ava brothers yeah um, uh, and um I, the first time I ever saw them, I didn't know who they were. And they came to the college I was at my freshman year. Um, and I, as I tell most people, my freshman year of college, I spent in South Carolina. Not great. Word. Um, South Carolina, beautiful. Did not have a good time there. Yeah. Uh, but they came and played at the school. And I had a friend who was like, hey, do you want to come see this band tonight? Mm. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of them. But, you know, I love live music. Are Why not? From, go. They're from North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um, and so I went and I saw the Ava brothers and I just had like the best time. And I was like, this fucking rules. Uh, so I like bought a poster and I like started listening to all their music. I've taken my dad to see them. Um, my dad loved it. Um, yes. And I took my, they were, they came in, I think they were playing at the Hollywood bowl two years ago or a year and a half ago, whenever it was like, yeah. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to take my boyfriend to see this band. Like yeah. he really only likes like sixties country. Um, I think he'll be okay with this. It's right. very folky, but like, but really just, I was so embarrassed to like have my, have my boyfriend there with me. Cause I was like, well, I mean, I don't like it. Yeah. And then, it, and, and then like it ended up your being favorite like, movie. yeah. And then, um, I ended up, it ended up being so like weird and preachy. Like oh, it kind of no. felt like, it kind of felt like a youth pastor conference. The show. And I, and I was like, really embarrassed no! and i was like I, I was like i promise they're not normally like this no! um uh, yeah but so then i was kind of weird yeah but damn. i will say i did get drunk and i invented what i think is the world's greatest snack which is what i have called a tot dog um, a tot dog you put a hot dog and then you make a bun out of tater tots so what are we doing i was drunk, not doing I was this. drunk and i was like you know what would be great <laughs> Tot dog fucking owns. It's I like, love Tot no, dog. I, you know what should exist. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the good takeaway from that. It is definitely really heartbreaking to recommend something and then oh, like, no, I know, and like a episode of a podcast or something or whatever, and you're just like, it's normally like you gotta kind of get like this yeah, is nothing <laughs> feels worse than having to explain your likes and dislikes. Like nothing yeah. feels worse than that. So that's why it's like. Yeah, do it by yourself, because if you have a bad time, that's between you and God, baby. <laughs> You're going to be like, yeah, it was kind of okay, but I don't have to explain myself. That rules. Tell me more about yeah. you and music. Uh, what music are you listening to? I see a guitar in your bed. That owns. Thanks. How's the um, guitar going? I, I don't. I don't play. Um, so that's not mine. Oh. <laughs> um, but it is lovely, decor. Um, no. Uh, it looks like it's taking I, a little nap. Yeah, it is. It's asleep. Don't 
talk too loud. Um, but, uh, I like, I, I, I know this is kind of a cop out, but like, I truly like everything and we'll give everything a try except like modern country. Um, mm -hmm. not like, uh, not like, you know, like modern country, Willie Watson, love that. That's fine. But like, oh. you know, like pop country, like Luke Bryan and shit. I just, I can't do it. Um, totally. oh, and I can, I also can't do, um, indie girl covers of hip hop songs. <laughs> I just, I, I, I fucking hate it. It's just like, I don't want to hear your genre. ukulele. I don't want to hear you singing a Snoop Dogg song. Bitch, it's don't like, kill my vibe. Exactly. Yeah. I would rather just like fucking claw my eyes out than hear either. <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like, I like everything. And I'm like, I'm that person where if you send me a music video or you send me a link on Spotify, I listen to all of it and then you get my review of it. Like you, it's like a can of worms you shouldn't open because you know how some people just passively send you stuff and don't want a response. I'm always like, that's wonderful. When I got to minute one, I really like the drum change. <laughs> it's just, that's awesome. I like, yeah, I you think like it's shit and you engage well, with things. Well, it's a things. gift. It's a it's a form of a gift. If someone yeah. shares something that you like or that they like think that you'll like, I think that's a gift. So yeah. you should always say thank you to a gift. Um, what I'm and, hearing uh, in like all of the aspects of your life is that you like really deeply care, and that's like super cool. Or whether it's like <laughs> the restaurant, the dinner party, the improv. I think I care a playlist. little too much sometimes. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. What have I been listening to? Let's look through my Spotify. Um, Let's look. I've always loved Sylvanesso. Sylvanesso is one of my favorite groups. I, um, I don't, I know nothing about Sylvanesso. They're very fun. Um, yeah. I've seen, that's another, that's another band I've seen a lot of. Mm. Um, ooh, here's an album I loved last year. Uh, it's this Australian artist. Her name is Julia Jacqueline. Oh! And I love Julia Jacqueline. Do you know her? She is. That O, that O made me believe it. Um, <laughs> I haven't yeah, listened I to that list record too much, but I know some of her music, and I I, I saw her once at the El Rey, and oh, she was incredible. Lucky. Yeah, her the, the album Crushing is just great, um, absolutely fantastic. It's speaking um, of drums, oh man, the drums on that oh, album, oh man, they, so good. I was just like, so, so oh I gotta God, look, I gotta I gotta listen to that record more. I've only listened to yeah. it a couple times to the point where I like I listened to it, the first time I listened to it, I got very mad because I was just like comparing myself. <laughs> like, I was like, well, this so is good. everything I've wanted to make uh, oh forever, so I'll just quit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the producer of it also produced Courtney Barnett's. Also debut love Courtney record. Barnett. She's amazing. Yeah. So she's great. I love that album she did with Kurt Vile so much. Oh. Um Yeah, so Australia Kurt Vile I like. Is cool. Yeah. Australia's got a lot of good stuff going they're, on. They're there. doing some cool stuff over there. Yeah. Been listening to a lot of MF Doom lately, of course, R.I.P. Mm. Um I don't I know love any MF Doom, regrettably. MF Doom is great, man. Mm. Um He's just like he's on another level, um, and it's like mellow. Uh, but he his he's just so clever with how he writes, and it's mm. it's so it's so enjoyable. You should listen to Mad Villainy. That album Word. is just next next level. Um, cool. Actually, oh, and um, actually, my friend Miel put out an album last year uh, called Tour Season, and it was phenomenal. It was one of my favorite albums I listened to last year. Um, and I think even if she wasn't my friend, I would have loved it. So it's uh it's wonderfully, it's a uh, it's quietly heartbreaking, but and you it just like punches you in all the feels. Yeah, that great. sounds like yeah. what I need. Right, and what right I up your alley. Want to listen it's to a, with music all the time. A swift kick to the heart. <laughs> but also, it's like, but it's like 
It's so fun to have music that makes you dance. Like, I love Robin. <laughs> I love... Um, I don't know Robin. That's why I like... Oh, she's great. Um, I, I'm going to make you a playlist and yeah! send it to you. That's what um, I wanted to happen. Yeah, maybe. Let's t- I'll make you yeah. one. Yeah, perfect. We'll swap. We'll swap playlists. It's a threat. And then uh, Sylvanessa is really fun to dance to, too. I just like... Nice. I love music that makes you groove. And yeah! Then, um, yeah. Oh, I have a playlist um, I'm going to send you, and it's... I think it's pretty good. It's... Uh, it's called If They Ever Let Me DJ a Roller Rink, and that's If They Ever uh, Let Me DJ a Roller Rink, I'll play this. So that's. Yes! That's, this, that. that's, a, that's you made that title? I'm sending it to you. Yeah, because that's I, the best I, like, thing I've ever heard. How embarrassed would you be if you went to a roller rink and they were like, hey, would you like to DJ and you weren't ready? <laughs> how embarrassed? <laughs> like, how. <laughs> How embarrassed would you be, like, if you didn't, if you weren't ready to do that? That is you'd awesome. Imp- that fucking crushes. You'd be, you'd be the emperor with no clothes. You'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> That's how that story goes, right? Yeah, I'm not going to be made a fool in that scenario. <laughs> I shan't be made a fool, Mackin. I shan't be. Yeah. That's another thing I miss and love. Like, I, I started roller skating, like, three years ago. Mm. And I really miss roller rink culture. Um, mm. Nothing, nothing better than a roller rink. It's something like, I knew nothing about. I went a couple times yeah. as a kid. I think it's heaven on earth. Um, it's it's a wonderfully magnificent uh, situation to be in, and it's the most fun I've had as an adult. As an adult, and it's like, how'd you get into there's, it? Um, I bought skates three years ago after I started skating with uh i started going to roller rinks um a couple years ago and i was like i really want to get good at this like i'm having so much fun but i want to mm. get better at this we're talking and i started we're talking skates as opposed yeah, to blades i'm talking skates baby i'm on quads got you got you got you i'm learning <laughs> um and uh i i asked because the the rink i went to there were a lot of older people that skated there who just like fucking ripped they were so good yeah and i remember asking an old man there i was like hey like uh like what how do i get better at this like besides coming here and he was like if you really want to get good you have to buy your own skates so i went out the next day and i bought my own pair of roller skates and it really made the difference because when you're using the rental skates they're all like kind of janky and they're fun for a night but Mm. um you need to like get ones that mold for yourself and that you can learn how to fix and everything. So I bought them and I just started going all the time to, there's a rink in orange County. I won't dox myself cause I don't want anyone to steal it from me, Respect. but it's also closed. But, um, I would go to this one all the time. Um, you know, like middle of the day if I, <laughs> cause I was working at a restaurant. So if I, if I was closing, I would only, I'd go in at like five. And so I'd go at like noon that morning and I'd go roller skate around and just, it was so, it's so fun. And then, you know, the nights where everyone knows the same choreography and it's just like grooving around. Oh. It was like, it was, it was the best. Um, mm. There was, there's a lot of really good ones in LA that are really fun. And just that it's, it's people just having pure, pure unadulterated fun. Like, you know, they're just skating around, dancing around, listening to good music. And like, it's, it's, uh, it's a community that I is very much missed. And I just like going up to people and being like, how'd you do that? Will you teach me how to do that? And yeah. they'd be like, of course, like, come over here. Like, let me show you. And you'd be like, awesome. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you like, done any? always hurt. <laughs> I have some friends that like have are in quarantine, have gotten into roller skating. Have you done any I, like parking it. lot 
roller skating? All the time. Nice. Cool. So it hasn't fully gone away. No, I have a secret tennis court I go to um, that I'm not, again, I'm not doxing myself, but it's a tennis court that for some reason no one has ever had. Um, So I go and I skate around on the smooth, the smooth court and uh, there's also, I have some, I have some parking lots that I have been cruising around at and it's just keeps the dream alive, baby. That rules. But it's fun. I love that there was a boom. I love that. I love that everyone saw hot girls on TikTok do it and they were like, (laughs) I want to do that. I think it's great. Like, and I'm like, I'll see little, like I'll go places and I'll see little chickies doing it. And I'm always like, yeah, like, and I'll like hold up my skates and I'll be like, yeah, like, it's just. It's just people having fun, you know? That rules. I got to get it's into so it this fun. year. It's great. Yeah. I really miss it. Mm, that fucking mm. rules. Yeah. It's fun. What are you up to <laughs> the rest of your day? My day? Um, I don't know. I've been, uh, I went for a run already, which was like the only thing really on my to-do list aside from this. <laughs> that <owns. laughs> Like, again, my days are kind of bleak where I'm like... All right, I'm, and I'm always like, ooh, best part of the day, coffee. And then, like, after, I'm like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> everything it is else so is nice like... waking up and just knowing what to do. <laughs> just being yeah, like, like, I'm going to make some coffee. I, oh, I'm so excited. I... This is what people do in the morning. It's going to taste great. It's going to wake me up. And then after that, uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Staring down the barrel of no i know it's just you know trying to keep myself busy yeah failing oh uh my friend and i've started reading anna karenina in our own two-person book club that is amazing might read some anna karenina learn about a russian love story that whole thing nice yeah so sick yeah yeah how about you what's what's on the big mac and plate i'm gonna go pick up some groceries Nice. Um, there's like a, pl- uh, I am very conflicted, okay. somewhat conflicted, because Amazon bad, but of course you can do they can they can do like bring groceries out to your car for you and you don't have to mm. Mm. be around anyone, uh, endanger I anyone. I also understand that one. That one. It's a moral conflict, but that's the choice I'm making today. Anyways, I'm going yeah. to pick up some groceries, which will be nice. nice. I feel very safe when I have the foods that I like around me. Of course. It's food a, is comfortable. It food is. is healing. It's luxury. And I... What's like, when you go to a grocery store, when you can walk inside of one, oh. what's the what's what's the thing you walk past where you're like, I gotta buy it? The thing that, like, breaks me, like, mm-hmm. it, it's so... Dude, food's so emotional. Grocery store's so emotional. Uh-huh. Especially in COVID. I haven't been <laughs> to Trader Joe's it. in a minute, and I love that place. But even in the last year, it was it's like a stressful experience going there. Yeah, like, that one in Silver Lake feels deadly. <laughs> yeah. I miss going in there and, like, feeling free, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really feel like myself in a TJ's. <laughs> it's, any sort of, like, baked good is really the, like, okay. that's what weighs yeah. on my heart, you know? Yeah. Any sort of like Have large. You had the molasses cookies from there? No. Oh, that sounds good. Everyone should try the Trader Joe's molasses cookies. They're chewy, delicious, mm. tender, tasty, wonderful. Yeah. Any any sort of like they have that like brookie thing they have there. Yeah. Fucks me. They're up. always coming out with fun shit. Always want to buy. They it. are, and no buffalo sauce in the whole store. Can you believe? <laughs> the nerve. The, auda- the audacity, <laughs> Trader Joe. What's your what's your go to? I I'm feeling mm. I'm feeling myself grocery buy. I know. 
I love crunchy things. I'm mm. a I'm a I'm a savory snack person. So if it's salty and it's crunchy, like I want fifty of it. Um, and there, Trader Joe's, in my opinion, is the best snack grocery store. Yeah. Like, um, fresh produce, mm, probably not. Snacks all day. Yeah, all day. Um, so I'll like I like to peruse. That's their, a like, perfect shit. review of Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, I'm just calls it calls it like I sees it. Um, I they have like the com- the like new product section. That's yeah. that's where I like to live because it's always something weird. Um, <laughs> They're trying it, some shit. Yeah, it's what, I'm always this. like like this. <laughs> yeah, like it's a gamble. Um, so, but they they always have like a new snack mix that they're coming out with, and I'm always like, "Yup, gonna try it." That or like a drink. I love a bevy. Mm. I love being surrounded by bevies. We gotta so talk like, bevies. I love a bevy. Run me love, down some um, quick, some quick hits on some. Bevs. Yeah, I like hot. I like hot drink. Um, so hot drink, good. coffee, tea, anything. Sparkling. I'm a huge sparkling water person. Um, I have two soda so stream canisters on the floor. <laughs> Right yeah, you do, baby. So, Bochico, <laughs> top tier to me. Um, Hello. Um, and then, uh, I'll, and honestly, anything. Like, I'm very. I never feel more like a woman than when I like walk by, <laughs> like a cold drink or a hot drink section, <laughs> and I look and I'm like, oh, that looks fun. And I like grab one. <laughs> like, you're just like. Ooh, an aloe water? Like, what is that? And then I'll, like, buy it. I just like a drink. I love a drink. Um, We love a drink. Yes. Or, like, I saw something the other day, and it was, like, a collagen tea. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I, like, bought it. (laughs) It tasted like dog shit. And I was like, well, you win some, you lose some. Um, Yeah. But my face looked great. No, it's just, yeah, never more vulnerable than when I'm going by that section of the store. And I'm like... Oh yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> it's and it, I think my reward system is broken because I'm like I always deserve a treat. Yeah, so I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm buying food to nourish myself, which in itself is a treat. I'm like I deserve a treat for this chore, and so I'm like yoink. I'm like ooh, answered one email. Ugh, you know what I need? Snack. A treat. <laughs> I do love treat. I did have takis last night for the first time, and my mind was I've blown. I've never had a taki, dude. Perfect snack food. Perfect. You like a hot thing? You like a spicy thing? Yeah, I do. I like a spicy thing. TJ's, they do, they do a talkie of their own that I've heard is pretty that's good. That's it, baby. Yeah. That's, that's what's up. It is always a trip when you see something that is like clearly like marketed, branded towards you, and it's like, I feel like they got me, but also I still buy the thing where it's just like, oatmeal soda. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, but I'm going to buy this. <laughs> That's how I feel walking past any store that has an ampersand in the title. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, you got me. Then I like walk you in sons that of store. Bitches. Walk out know, with 10 like candles. Fucking, <laughs> right, I was just going to say, it's like a $50 candle store. <laughs> or like, it's just like, you know, as decorative scarves everywhere. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> this, is, uh, this looks fun. It's like, it's very easy to sell stuff to white people. I know. <laughs> it's, Put get the right font in there, and it's it's sold, baby. <laughs> this is I'll the truth. Go. This is the truth. Sydney, Akin, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for spending time time with me. Thanks for doing hey, the show. Of course, 
this is really enjoyable. I think this is the longest conversation we've ever had. By and I loved far. every second of it. <laughs> we've only ever talked in two minute intervals. Yeah, it never is ourselves. Like we're always wearing something crazy or you've poured water all over your pants to make it look like you peed yourself. And it's like, oh, how was your day? <laughs> I have, like, fake blood all over I my feel face. I'm like, it's seen. so good to see you. <laughs> yeah, that's that that like, the great sniz, right? The great sniz. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, where you just poured water all over yourself. That is funny, like, being in a ridiculous costume and then trying to have, like, a sincere moment. <laughs> it's so really good. I mean, that's our whole show. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, Megan. Yeah, thanks for spending time with me. Where, where- can people find you? <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers know about me. <laughs> Where can people find you? Um, my street address is three one. No, yeah, docs. Um, yeah. Um, where can people find me? On the internet. Where? Look it up, assholes. My name's probably in the title of this. Sorry, I don't like to plug myself. Anyway, I'll plug you. <laughs> Every no, now okay. show on Do Twitch. Do it when I'm not here. Streams. Do it when I'm not here. Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, seven to nine? Seven, question mark. Seven to nine! Exclamation point. Hell, motherfucking yeah! At yeah. Sydney Rachel on Instagram. That's me. And I don't know the other ones, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> and um, at random tennis courts um in my hometown. That's, That's right. That's where I am. That's where you can find me. I hope you have a wonderful day. You're an I inspiration. I hope you do too, Mackin. You're great. You're great. You're great. Bye, right. Sydney. Thanks so much. Bye. I'll talk to you in a second when we stop recording. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking.